Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb former Grizzlies beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, kind enough to join us each and every day, or each and every Wednesday here on the program. All right, Cobb, so this is a, a developing theory that I have. When I watched when I watched football this weekend and I started to think about, okay, what are going to be some of the unintended consequences of, you know, transfer waivers, being able to essentially play immediately, and we see these rosters turning over, I took in, I took particular notice of, I think it's becoming a lot more difficult for these G5 teams. And so I was starting to think, we've been hearing about the widening gap between the P5 and the G5, but I was wondering when it would show up on the field. And here here was kind of what I discovered. In week one, P5s against G5s went 26-1. and They also went 19-6 and against the spread. The previous year, they went 15 and 13 against the spread. 2020, we really didn't have. 2020, we really, you know, there really wasn't non conference. In 2019, they went 12, 18, and 1. 2018, 14, and 11. And in 2017, 12 and 11. And the reason why I used week one is the other seasons, kind of the total resembled a lot of what we saw in week one, but we only have week one of data. Do you think I'm onto something here? Wait, so the group of fives went 19 and 6 against the spread? No, no, the, P5, the, power? the P5 Five. went 19 oh. and 6 against the spread. And in general, wow. the only other year where they didn't have a winning record was 2019. Mm, that's, that's insightful. I, I tip my hat to you on that. That's actually really solid research. Thank you. I wonder if you used uh, my true media password for any of that. I most certainly um, did. But, uh, <laughs> uh, good, good job. No, that's that's fascinating. That's that's good in, intel. You know, it's one one example that sticks out to me. I'm writing about some uh, kind of star power index guys who maximized uh, week one uh, for a story that's running tomorrow. And a perfect example of this is Jacoby Winsman, the Michigan State linebacker who was at UNLV. He had been the number two thousand one hundred and twenty-five ranked prospect. 
in uh, 2019, sits the bench at UNLV in year one, builds up to a pretty high level in the Mountain West, transfers to Michigan State for his final season this year, and has four sacks and was huge in the second half while they held off a Western Michigan team that was trying to get back in the game. In fact, I think Michigan State ended up covering, depending on, on what number you got. So he's a perfect example of that. And that's a shame. It's great for that guy that he gets to play for Michigan State now and be on the national stage. But it's a shame for a UNLV program that took a chance on a guy who was barely a three-star prospect and then and developed him into a really good player for, for that program to have to lose him to a Power 5 conference. That stings. And if that becomes more and more common, then, then yeah, that, that, that gap is going to widen. But I'll say one thing. The the twelve team college football playoff format that they approved is so huge because it at least preserves access for the group of five. And so, if you're a college uh, head coach at the group of five level, you can at least pitch. If you're a, uh, a program of any decent repute, hey, we can peak and win a, a, a conference title uh, while you're here, and we'll have a chance to go play in the college football playoff. I at least think there's some saving grace in that. Well, and what's interesting about this whole transfer dynamic is that it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy in that, you know, you lose these guys who transfer for their last year somewhere else, and then you're filling that scholarship probably with, you know, a much younger player. Um, and it and it you, you see what it does to rosters. It's interesting because Ryan Silverfield has talked about this at times this offseason, just about, you know, I think, college football teams at varying levels of college football, whether it's the top of the top like Alabama and Georgia or it's mid-tier like Memphis and maybe, you know, teams like, you know, SMU and uh, Appalachian State and then like teams like UNLV and like teams at the bottom rung of FBS. I think they're all trying to figure out what exactly the ideal roster management system is for them still. Um, I don't think anyone exactly knows you're in year two of this new era, um, and and I think you're seeing the makeup of rosters is you know all over the board right now. So my my theory, Cobb, is what we're seeing is the the those that have always dominated recruiting are dominating high school recruiting, and they're honestly dominating at a level that we haven't seen in years prior. And so what we're seeing is kind of the the upper middle class to middle class of the P5s are building their rosters heavily through the transfer portal, see Michigan State, as, as you've pointed out. And then what I think it's doing is it's it's leaving the G5 with just not much. And there's the occasional G5 that, that's, that's you know, doing well in the portal. For instance, I, I thought SMU looked really good this weekend. And if you've been paying attention to SMU's NIL collective, like, they're doing very well there. Like, I think just what we're seeing is it's going to be harder and harder for the G. It feels to me like it's just going to be harder and harder for G5s to build a roster. Yeah, that's true, because what they're in turn going to have to do is to turn to the FCS ranks and mine some of the uh, top available transfer talent from the FCS level to to fill out their rosters and get those all-conference caliber players. So it's just going to become a cycle uh, that continually uh, delineates the haves from the have-nots, and that'll be true of those FCS schools. I bet if you went and pulled the FCS coaches, they're more worried now than they ever have been about retaining talent over the long term. So that's a... I don't know. I wouldn't say it's an unintended consequence of, of this new era because anybody who uh, 
uh, had any brain whatsoever could have seen this coming. So it, it's a new challenge, though, uh, for the collectives at the Group of Five level to come through. As you point out, SMU really good in that space and, and likely going to reap the benefits of that. So I don't know. There's no easy answers for how you build a, a nationally sustained Group of Five a program right now uh, when you've got to deal with fending off a lot of those uh, Power 5 schools every offseason. Well, and, like, that's kind of the other question, though, that I have is, you know, I, I, I keep thinking back to Brian Kelly's comments during SEC Media Days when he was asked about the future of the sport. And he said, you know, look, my opinion is that there's going to be 50 or 60 schools that are playing at the highest level. But it's going to be really, really expensive to play at this level. Like, I just wonder, is is this now the breaking – is this the beginning of the breaking off? Because I just wonder how many of these schools are going to try to keep competing at this level when they don't – like, they've already had a systematic disadvantage. But now it just feels like it's, it's widening even to a, a completely unsustainable level. Well, I would come back – and say this, I think the proposal as was passed on Friday, in some ways, some ways it saves college football because over the last couple of months, all we've heard is how the SEC and the Big Ten were starting to break away and how inevitably in the years to come, whatever the playoff format looked like, it would just be SEC and Big Ten comprising the field and potentially even breaking off and forming their own sort of super conference, super college football league. Well, the, the format that they passed on Friday uh, doesn't call for that whatsoever. It's automatic bid, bids for the top six league champions, a 12-team format, access for the group of five, and then some at-large bids that, yes, they will probably be filled by Big Ten and SEC schools um, in predominance. But I still think that it's a huge win for college football as we know it and the democratic nature of it, even with all these other headwinds against the, the have-nots, that the ACC – the Big 12, even the Pac-12, are going to have access to the college football playoff in addition to uh, the American, the Mountain West, and whoever that sixth best conference champion is. So will, will those teams have a chance to, to go on and win the national championship? Probably not. But, but would they have before, even if they could have kept all their potential transfers? Probably not. So it's, it's to me, uh, some, some good with the bad when you, when you look at that college football playoff format, because I think – in many ways, that's the saving grace of the sport and that's something that's going to keep us from having that, that breakaway that everyone seems to think is inevitable. All right, we're talking to David Cobb of CBSSports.com. Interesting comment has just emerged. Brett Yormark, the Big 12 commissioner, is at University of Cincinnati today and took questions, and he was asked about potential future conference expansion and what schools would be additive to the Big 12. Here's what he had to say. And let me preface this by saying it's not great news for Memphis. Okay. Um, Well, I don't want to get into the specifics, and I appreciate the question. But obviously, (laughs) going out west. I appreciate it so much that I'm not going to answer it. No, no, no. But obviously, going out west is where I would like to go, entering that fourth time zone. A program that has national recognition, one that competes at the highest level in basketball and football, stands for the right things, is a good cultural fit. Because our alignment right now and the like-mindedness of all our member institutions is fantastic. It's never been better. So I don't want to compromise that, and that's critically important, that there's the right cultural fit when you think about coming in and being a part of what we're building here. Part that obviously stands out in bold letters if you're a Memphis fan especially. Obviously, going out west is where I would like to go, entering that fourth 
time zone. But Cobb, I'm curious your immediate reaction. He also said in in this interview at Cincinnati that he is in negotiation. He met with ESPN last week. Uh, is has a meeting scheduled with Fox, and he's very confident that the television or media rights negotiations are going to open early and be fruitful, if you will. But curious your well, your reaction to this. Brett, your mark is lapping the field, lapping the competition when it comes to these new conference commissioners who are trying to find their way in, a, in an uncertain environment. I mean, the ACC, the Pac-12 have just been totally on their heels here. The Big 12, thankfully, uh, for their for their sake, is getting aggressive. And when he says a, uh, a program that competes at the highest level in basketball and football in the West Coast time zone, I think about Oregon. That's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, Washington, you could maybe make the case for their basketball program has been pretty down, though, uh, over the last several years. I mean, it sounds to me like he's talking about Oregon, even though they did have a dud uh, week one performance on the gridiron. So, uh, hey, I've been saying the Big 12 should do that all along. And you're right. Do you think Oregon would bolt the Pac-12 for the Big 12 and not still hold out hope for the Big 10? You know, I, I think they should if if the door is, sh- is shut on the Big Ten and, and they probably know whether it is or not. Uh, if it is shut, then, yeah, I think the Big 12 makes a lot of sense for Oregon, for Washington, for really anybody in the Pac-12 who the Big 12 might be interested in. Because to me it feels like the Big 12 is actually interested in being a part of uh, winning championships and being relevant in this new wave of, of college sports. The Pac-12 has no appetite for that for reasons we've covered, but – uh, in case it's not obvious, man, they they just they turn their nose up at at, at expansion, and that's just been the uh, the lifeblood of how you survive in this era is by expanding. Pac-12 isn't willing to do it, really. Uh, Notre Dame ain't gonna uh, go save the Pac-12, so uh, the Big 12 is getting aggressive. And if there's a school out there in the Pac-12 that wants to make a move, um, man, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And this has kind of been something that's been on the radar now for a while. Uh, your mark's kind of, it sounds like getting, getting the uh, momentum going in that direction. I think obviously Oregon would be on the top of the wish list, but I think Oregon is going to at least hold out. But I just think in general, what I took from his comments are we know what we can offer TV networks is games at the noon Eastern window. And at the 10 PM or 9 PM window. Well, what I'm saying is they know that they can offer that the PAC 12 or the West coast schools can offer the late night window. Mm Mm-hmm. So, to to Cobb's point, the Pac-12 has been pretty opposed to expanding. To me, that just said we're going to we're going west because we're going to go to a TV provider and say we can offer you this early window and this late window, and we're more attractive to you. Period. Yeah, it feels like like if there's a school like a school like Boise State could benefit is going to maybe benefit from this. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 